See, many of us were born blind in some way, in some fashion, that we were not able to fully see what God is doing in our lives. A man born blind is in the center of this chapter and this text, but he is not the focus of this chapter. What I want to highlight, the focus of this chapter is the symbolism of who has sight and who is truly blind. On one hand, there's a man that we know who has been introduced to us, who is born blind, but at the end of the story, as we read for our morning scripture, has sight because Jesus comes to, because he comes to know Jesus and Jesus comes to know him. But on the other hand, we have those who claim to see, but Jesus claims to them they have no sight because they don't see Jesus for who he is. I want to encourage you. Do you see Jesus for who he is? Because if you see him for who he is, then you have sight. But if you do not see him, then you are blind. You're blind to the facts. And so it's hard to worship what you do not see and definitely what you do not believe in. We had a blind man who could not see clearly the work of the Lord, not having physical sight, but he had spiritual insight. We have the Pharisees who claim to see God, but do not know who and how they should worship the the God who is the son of God and give him true worship. See, here's a situation oftentimes we deal with that when people can't see what you see, they want to let you know that you're wrong because I don't see. And here's the situation. They're not trying to get facts. They're not trying to do any research. They just want to simply say, since I don't see what you see, you are wrong. And so what happened is that when Jesus heals this man, and the text tells us that Jesus spat on the ground and healed the man and told him to go wash in the pool. And, and so when he did that, people did not recognize him because he's doing something different than what, how they used to know him. Look, look, join with me in the 13th verse of the ninth chapter. It says, then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, he put the mud over my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. Like, hey, that's what happened, y'all. I don't understand why y'all don't believe what has happened to me. Uh, Verse 16, some of the Pharisees said, this man, Jesus, is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. See, when looking at this text, you see the religious leaders teaming up on a young man who now sees clearly what they cannot see because they are blinded that from understanding that Jesus is the one who healed him and because Jesus did it on the Sabbath. And that's something they, they don't like it because it was done on the Sabbath. If Jesus might have did it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? But if he did it, but since he did it on Saturday, now they got a problem with it. It could have been all right, Jesus, if you did it on another day, but now we don't believe you. They were distracted by this small, insignificant thing. Their blindness and stubbornness leads them to kicking the young man out instead of worshiping and praising God for what just has happened. What I want to highlight here is that they are blind to see the goodness of God happening in this young man's life. Now, notice in this text, uh, the young man is blind. It says that Jesus happens to walk by him. And, and here's the thing. It says, verse 3, uh, the ninth chapter, says, it was not because of his sins of his parents, Jesus answered, his, 
This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Look how God, Jesus, shows his power in him. Verse 6 says, then he spit on the ground and made mud with saliva. I want to highlight here, where did you see the young man say, give me sight? Where did you see somebody else speak up and say, Jesus, give him sight? But Jesus already knew what he was going to do when he walked past him. It says he was walking past a man born blind. <laughs> I will help encourage you today to understand that once Jesus is in your presence, things that were are about to change. <laughs> this man is blind currently, but he's about to change. He was in that condition. Jesus spat on the ground. Here's a beautiful thing. Jesus didn't have to spit on the ground. He could have said, eyes be open, but yet he went through the dramatic express to point out, I'm about to do something fantastic <laughs> in your sight that y'all won't understand. And help, help, check this out. Think of how the young man was able to point out to him. I don't know how it happened. So here's it is. Here's, here's what's happening here. See, Jesus has every step planned out. He made, because if he just said, open up your eyes, the young man would see Jesus right away. And and so maybe that might hinder his belief. Maybe that might hinder him understanding what truly has happened. And so Jesus wants to know that even though his eyes were shut, Jesus already says he already sees me. <laughs> so he didn't have to see me physically. No, it was me that's going to heal him. And so Jesus spits on the mud and covers up his eyes and tells him, go wash in the pool. Now he's out of Jesus' sight. And he says once he washed, he could see. Follow me with this text back in verse uh, uh, six. And then Jesus spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Shalom. Shalom means sent. So the man went and washed and he came what? Back seen. And that's something. Now, here's where we see how they did not recognize him in verse eight. It says, and his neighbors and others knew him as a blind beggar. Asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. Then they asked, who healed you? And what happened? That's when they took him to the Pharisees because they was mad that something like this could happen. But look how he's telling his testimony. He told them the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over. Y'all see that there, right? You see, he said the man they called, he did not see him, but he know, can nobody but, <laughs> can nobody but Jesus. I heard about a man that could make the blind to see the lame to walk. <laughs> I heard about this man. So I know it couldn't be nobody but Jesus. Go to the pool of silent washes. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now? They ask. I don't know. He replied. So his situation, like they say, give us proof that Jesus. Where is he now? I don't know. His big thing. I did not see him, but I saw him. Y'all see that there, right? I did not see him, but I saw him. How oftentimes in our faith, right, somebody wants to tell you, prove that God is real because they can't see him. But yet I don't see him physically, but I see him all the time. When I wake up in the morning, I see God is real. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Let me, let me help you out. When I open up my eyes, I see that God is real. Y'all still there. Y'all catch. Y'all catch. Y'all catch. Y'all catch. Y'all catch. 
I, I, I had my eyes closed and I woke up and I had consciousness. And I understand that I didn't wake up by myself. It was God. Thank you, Jesus. And so when we understand that, when we see things that's unexplainable, man, that got to be God. But the Pharisees want to question him. They want to doubt him. They don't want to believe him. And here's how the thing that his situation is said. When our lives change, uh, people want evidence that you've been changed. They, they want to look at you. They want to question. They want to doubt that you can't be who you say you used to be. This, this young man is known for being blind and being a beggar because since he was blind, he was unable to work. And since he was unable to work, unable to support himself. And so for some 30 some years, this man is just depending on people to give them whatever they may have to spare to him so he might be able to survive. Now they see him walking around. They can't believe is this the same person. I'm going to encourage you. There's some people in your life that they can't see what God is doing in your life. Not because you're not showing evidence. It's because they can't see you. They see you for what you used to be. They see you for your past. They see you how they want to see you, but they don't want to see the positive. They don't see and give God glory. They don't want to honor you and bless you. So they don't want to destroy you, negate you, and knock you down. But don't listen to them. Go ahead, just like this young man, keep on telling the same testimony. I used to be that. <laughs> but now I see. I, I, I was blind, but now I, I was lost, but now I'm found. I hear you. What you're saying is true, but this is also true that Jesus saved me. He changed me. He turned me around. I'm a work in progress. Everything's not perfect, but I'm growing to know who he is. And here it is. This young man has not fully understand who Jesus is. yet. They asked him, where is he? I don't know. But I got evidence what he's doing in my life. I, I was blind. I, he put mud on my face, y'all. And I went to the pool and I washed it off. Now I see. I don't understand why y'all don't see what I see. <laughs> but yet I know what I couldn't see. Now I know what I do see. And y'all still don't believe me? So this is what they did to him. Verse 22 says they, they went to his parents. <laughs> Since they didn't believe the son, they said, all right, first we're going to verify who you are, you who you say you are. So let's see if your mom and daddy going to claim you, right? So they go to mommy and daddy. They claim, well, yeah, that's our son. <laughs> Verse, um, let me jump back. Verse 19, they asked him, is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he? Now, see, his parents replied, we know this is our son, check, and that he was born blind, check, but we don't know how we can see or who healed him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. This is where the parents separate. They say, why y'all messing with us good people? <laughs> we not messing with y'all. Why y'all trying to cause trouble? But yes, that is our son. Yes, he was born blind. But how does he? So I can imagine this, the words going around. They're like, hey, hey, your son can see now. Your son can see that, that man Jesus healed him. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. So this is why this is a problem. Verse 22, his parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah will be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said he is old enough. Ask him. I'm going to highlight something here. Very specific here. They said that anything that they said, Jesus is the Messiah. How is it them agreeing or announcing or confessing 
that Jesus gave him sight is making him the Messiah because they understand the text. Behold, I come. Give him sight to the blind. Make it a lane to walk. Satan setting the captives free. They understood that text. Jesus read that in the synagogue, right? They understood the text that this is the work of the Messiah. And so the, only the Messiah could give blind, like, give, the, give sight to the blind like this. And so them confessing that would agree that we believe him to be the Messiah. And they were fearful of the Jewish leaders. And they said, uh-uh, y'all not going to entrap me in this question. Uh, go ask him for yourself. Jesus, when he changes us, people won't try to challenge us. They will try to doubt us. They'll try to discredit us. But yet all we can do is to stand on the truth we know to be true for ourselves. Here's a beautiful thing, right? How you can tell somebody, say, taste and see that the Lord is real. You, you, you know, when you taste something, you drink something, you know how good it is. You can't explain to somebody else. You got to tell them. Right. And they'll find out for themselves. And this been sometimes I bet you may have sometimes you told somebody something you truly enjoy. You really like, and you tell them, go check it out. They let you know that it wasn't all that. You said, it didn't change you at one bit, right? You say, I still like it. <laughs> because you didn't enjoy it. That means what? More for me. Pass that down here. I'll take care of that, right? It did not change because they didn't like it. It didn't, it didn't change your taste buds. It just let you know that I know what I like, and that's good. When you know that God is real for yourself, that is good. Since Jesus had entered his life in this one day, things have changed forever for this young man. He comes to confess Jesus as a prophet from his experience to the Pharisees. Verse 30, 33. Why? That is very strange. The man replied, he healed my eyes. And yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he's ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. What I want to highlight here, what he's pointing out, they're questioning him, letting him know that this cannot be a man of God because they have not given credit to Christ as the son of God, as the Messiah. He cannot be the man of God if he did this on a Sabbath and he did this to you. But he's pointing out to him that God got the glory out of this and God is not going to allow some sinner to get glory. That's what he's pointing out to him. He's pointing out to them that if this person is who you say you he say he is. I would not be seeing right now. And so it does not line up that God will allow someone that's not of him, serving him, to do what he said his Messiah would do. Y'all don't hear me? Here's here's a little proof, pals, I want to help you out. Uh, And some of y'all remember this. I said this to us some years ago. Uh, I believe it was, you know, the the calendar was changed and people had billboards up saying the world's going to end on this date. And I told y'all very emphatically, I said, uh, God's not going to give them the glory. So I knew that day was safe because <laughs> Jesus says, man does not know the day nor the hour. So for a man to say on this day, the world's going in. I already know that day's safe. <laughs> that day's safe because man ain't going to get the glory. Glory belongs to God. And so when I understand that only God's going to get the glory, I don't need to worry about somebody else telling me something that can't be done. When I know what God says that can be done. And so that's why this young man, unlearned, uneducated, is telling them what he knows. Says, nah, y'all don't make sense. Only God can do this. And so they kicked him out of the fellowship of the temple of the church. 
And, 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 and notice how, uh, let, me, let me turn back. Verse 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 1, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. And, and, and notice that he is near the temple, but now they're kicking him out of the temple. <laughs> and yet Jesus goes to find him. He goes and finds him, and he wants to help him to understand. Verse 34, start right there. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man that asked, do you believe in the son of man? The man answered, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. I like verse 37. You have seen him. This man only has sight today. <laughs> only has sight today. And let him know you have seen him. And he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said. And he worshiped Jesus. Here's a beautiful thing. We see in this text that Jesus heard, they threw him out, and Jesus found him. What I like the story telling me that after they kicked him out, Jesus heard. We can worship God because he knows all about our life pains, struggles, and weaknesses. When we're trying to do right by God and people try to kick us down, God is still right there with us. Regardless how people will come against us, they can't stand against us. Y'all don't hear me? What I, that's why I like Psalm 27, right? It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? But you keep on reading. It says, though my enemies surround me, they will stumble and fall. Oh, glory be to God. Right. It, it, it's amazing how when, when Jonathan and his armor bearer was going to fight, it says that they were falling down before him. Because God was before them and his armor bearer was killing them behind him. Jonathan was just walking. Y'all can't touch this. <laughs> and the armor bearer is knocking them down. They walked around the walls of Jericho. Why was that they walked around? Because God told them, just walk. <laughs> he said, while y'all walk, I'm going to give you time to shout. And when they shout, what happened? The walls came tumbling. That one encourages sometimes when we just trust in God and we just worship him and follow him. It's amazing how those things that are against us start falling down. We can't see what God has not revealed to us. But when God reveals things to us, we see it like, oh, I get the full picture. Some things we get a glimpse of, and then he gives us the fuller picture. This man was born blind, but yet he saw the whole time who Jesus is. It's the Messiah that gives sight to the blind. And so I give credit to the one who gave me blind. It had to be that man they call Jesus. He has not seen him. Jesus is talking to him. And he's like, hey, you show me who he is. I'm going to believe in him. He says, you've seen him. And he's talking to you right now. I got it. Worship. <laughs> he understood. Here it is that the Pharisees could see Jesus, but they did not see Jesus. He could not see Jesus, but he already saw him. Now he had an intimate picture of who it is that touched him, that put mud on his face, that told him to go wash. And now that he had to behold him, what did he do? He worshipped him. 
Have you seen Jesus? Because when you see him, then you would worship him. And why would you worship him? Because you worship him in adoration for what he's done for you. This man was born blind, but now he sees. And yet, here's the situation. Because he now sees, Jesus identifies that to him. But notice how the Pharisees and Sadducees that kicked him out. This is what haters do. They kick you out, but yet they still are concerned about you. It's amazing, right? They, they don't care about what you're doing, but they always are commenting on what you're doing. I don't like you, but why you got such nice clothes? <laughs> right? They're always commenting on what you have because they're hating. They want what you got. <clears throat> Look what happens. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see they are blind. I, I, I don't know if you understand what happened here, um, but this is what you would call a modern day a slam. Um, this is a drop the mic moment. Uh, this is I just hit you and I walked off. Yeah, Jesus just dropped the boom on them. And here's what happened. And it hit him so hard. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, are you saying we're blind? Right. This is what happened. Right. You know, you know how the saying goes, the old saying, right? Which dog hollers? A hit dog. <laughs> oh, they got hit. You y'all say we blind? Come say to my face, Jesus. Right? They, they upset now. And look, look what happens. If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. If the shoe fits, right? Hit dog holler. When it hurts you, that saying, that guilt, like, oh, he's talking about me. But you remain guilty. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. See, when we've been changed by God, we understand humility. We understand confessing our sins. We understand that I can't go back to how I used to live and acknowledge I am wrong and, and turn. But yet when we are when we are struggling with our pride and our ego, we, ain't never, we are never going to tell somebody I'm wrong. We're not going to ask for forgiveness. We're just going to ask for permission. Y'all don't hear me? See, I'm only sorry I got caught. I'm asking for your permission to keep my job. That, that's what those confessions are for, right? When they get caught, then they come out, oh, I'm so sorry, please, right? And then they're going to start suing you because they lost their job. That's all it was about, right? You care about job? I'm good. I ain't going to say nothing else. But now that I got caught, I'm about to lose my livelihood. Let me confess. You remain guilty because you claim you can see. You're claiming that you're right. You're claiming that you know what's better for yourself. Here's what God is letting us know, that you don't know what's best for you. You claim you do, but that's why you're blind. You're wondering why you have so many bruises, so many hurts, so many pains, because you're walking in blindness. You're not able to see the traps and the schemes of the enemy. That's why when Jesus teaches how to pray, it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Notice when Jesus warned Peter, he says, your, your devil is trying to shift you like we, but I'm praying for you. So after you fall, that you what? Repent. Don't remain, but repent. Restore, return and restore your brothers. Well, we're understanding the enemy is seeking like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant, be awake, be aware. 
We got to be aware of our own weaknesses, our own tendencies, our own issues, those obstacles, those the issues of doubt, the lack of faith, the lack of belief that will enter us and corrupt us and help us to not fully believe in who God is. But yet, if we can remain our testimonies and remove this doubt and know that God is real and become in full knowledge, then we too will be able to bow down in full worship and we'll be able to quote the good old songwriter uh, song in Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you don't leave us in the, in the condition you find us. But, Father, you are able to touch us. You're able to wash us. You're able to clean us. And, Lord, we thank you that you desire for us to see you in all your glory and all your power in our lives. So, Father, we thank you that in our brokenness, in our pain, in our hurt, in our trials and tribulations, that we can see your power moving in our lives. Lord, I pray there might be someone who's going through right now. Lord, I pray that they can call on you right now. All who call the name of the Lord shall be saved. We thank you, God, that you died on the cross for our sins, that your blood was poured out for the remission of our sin, that now we are holy, we are sanctified, we are set apart for your glory and for your honor. And so, Father, help us, oh God, that we can go tell somebody else how good you are and that they, too, may come to believe as we believe that you are God alone, that you are able to heal, restore and save because you are mighty to save. So we thank you, God, for who you are, and we worship you, and we magnify your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 As this is first Sunday, we want to prepare to eat of this bread and drink of this cup. And so pray that all you have your elements with you. The Bible tells us that as often as we eat of this bread or drink of this cup, we do so in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Christ, and we do so until it's coming back. Again, and tell your neighbor, he's coming back again. And so as we celebrate definitely his resurrection, we also acknowledge his ascension, and we also wait for his coming back again. Amen. Let all been served. Amen. On the night of Jesus' betrayal, uh, he took of the bread, he blessed the bread, and he broke the bread. And he said, eat, but this is my body. Let us eat together. Likewise, he took of the cup and he blessed his cup and he said, this represents my blood. He poured out for remission sins. Drink ye all of it. Let us drink together. The gospel records that they exit singing hymns and fellowship. And likewise, we look to do so here as well. And also, too, you're welcome to come forth and bring forth your offering uh, to give unto the Lord. You're able to those that donate online to our website, www.zionbcpeoria.com. And also download our app and give as the Lord leads you. We bring it into this place.
know it was the blood. Also, concluding, we will have Sunday school, amen, uh, on this first Sunday. So thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. May you keep 